everyone. I hope you're having a great week. This is David with Data Wonderment, and today we'll be kicking off podcast number four. So we'll start this week's podcast talking about a study done by Barclay Ad Agency. And they studied millennials, and Barclay found that the greatest impact the millennial generation had on marketing professionals was the, the new way that the marketing professionals had to communicate brand stories, messages, values, and new ideas through a fully integrated world. Brands had to focus more on informative, interactive, and engaging content as the consumers of the new world enjoy love and participation. And today's consumers are really hard to reach because now we have ad blocking software and eMarketer found that in 2017, um, ad blocking softwares will have an increase of 32%. So to really reach your target consumer, it can be difficult in the coming years. So the best way to counteract these, blo- these um, ad blockers is to use an approach that feels more organic and less focused on advertising and more on building a quality relationship with the consumer. The answer is really through content marketing, and this is a communication people choose to spend time with you. And it's basically a communication where people feel like they're engaging with you on a personal level. And content marketing is any form of communication which consumers act. It enables brands to overcome consumer distractions and focus in on what their consumers really care about and how they can speak to them. I'd like to talk about editorial authority, which is vital to content strategy. Editorial authority allows you to build the content pillars that will help you identify what opportunities exist and lead and participate in relevant conversations with the consumer. In your editorial authority pillars, you should first use the brand, which includes the brand story, products and services, and value propositions that you offer. Next, you should focus on the market, which includes industry characteristics and standings. Third, you should focus on the consumer, which includes experiences, values, and interests. And lastly, you should focus on culture, which includes actions and interests of the outside. Using these pillars, companies can reach and build relationships with new and larger audiences. So you might ask yourself, where do you start? To create the most robust and effective authority, you must first have three components. The first one is your brand core idea. The next one is a deep understanding of your consumer. And lastly, a grasp on what cultural relevancy your brand has in the market today. After you have these three components in place, you should vet the content pillars to ensure they are impactful and inspire action. So next I'll talk about the brand idea. The brand idea is a long-term proposition that drives everything your brand does. It guides and inspires every action you take internally and externally and it is really what makes your brand tick. And campaigns, they just come and go, but if you think about it, the brand idea is, is really what lives for years. For example, I'd like to talk about Nike and their quote saying, everyone is an athlete. 
And it really isn't about the product that Nike makes, but it's rather about the people who inspire the product. Nike has been able to create a whole line of products that supports athletes on their journey. And they're a great company to look at when it comes to brand ideas. Next, I like to talk about deep consumer understanding. And a really good example of this is Netflix. And we didn't even know that we needed Netflix until we had it. Netflix met the consumer need before their need fully surfaced. It was video entertainment anywhere, anytime, and it really was a global presence. In other words, you could watch Netflix anywhere around the world. And Netflix as a company, they consistently invest in, in their target consumers. It's finding out what their consumers watch, when they watch it, and how they watch it. And this has really allowed Netflix to invest in its own high quality content production. So in other words, Netflix has taken over their segment and they've really gone deep into their actual consumers' habits, allowing them to connect with their audience on a personal level. For your own brand, you should really ask yourself, what exists today that we can make better? And what can we do to make people's lives easier and more productive? And this leads our topic to cultural relevancy. If your audience does not have equity in your brand and what it stands for, they will likely not feel bad about leaving as soon as the next best thing comes around. Your goal should be is to determine where the overlap between your brand culture and consumer culture exists. And an example of this is the University of Oregon football and the Nike. Um, the University of Oregon has such a strong tie with Nike that Nike has a strong voice with the school's audience and they really influence player and students' decisions when it comes to buying Nike products. So Nike has really dug their foot into the University of Oregon football team's brand and there is no next best thing. Nike is the best thing on that campus. And that all started with cultural relevancy. And here are some approaches to establishing editorial authority. The first one is through brand modernization approach, and this is basically brand history. You should learn what has engaged consumers over time and explore your entire history from start. What is it about your brand that built long-term relationships? How can you make your history relevant in today's market? And by examining what has worked in the past, you could predict the future and use those tactics in the future to make your brand work for consumers. And next we'll talk about the human approach, which is the brand story. Your brand must be transparent, authentic, and support more than just the bottom line. One third of consumers buy based on brand social or environmental impact. Consumers want to engage with brands they can trust and brands that can have a human touch. If your brand's using an automated communication strategy, then there's no one-on-one -on -one connection with the consumer. Therefore, the automated communication strategy isn't the way to go. You should really use an authentic human approach to marketing and really talk to your consumers with a human touch. In other words, have a conversation with them. Modern consumers want to hear about things that really matter to them. You could find the human side of your brand by first embracing the core brand values. 
These are human values or emotion that your brand ties with. Second, you could determine what really matters to brand awareness. You could do this by listening and asking brand advocates and not just assuming what they like. And lastly, there's the inside-out approach to the brand model. And this involves treating your business model and brand idea as one. This model hones in on the modern culture consumer demand for brand transparency. Their overall message is, the more consumers can see behind the scenes, the more likely they are to buy into brand actions and messages. So to sum it all up, the first point should be to center your editorial authority as your core values, interests, and experiences. As your consumer grows and their understanding grows, so does your brand and its authority. Second, you should make sure your editorial authority stems from your brand idea. And you really can't do this without knowing who your brand is at the core. Third, you should embrace your past, present, and future and not get tied down by real-time marketing. Fourth, you should continually evaluate cultural trends. And you should always be looking to see if there's a fit for your brand. Fifth, you should define the conversation that your brand wants to be a part of. And you shouldn't always be the owner of the conversation. You should really listen to your consumer and see what they want to talk about. Six, you should look for overlaps between your brand culture and consumer culture. And this will create meaningful content that builds relationships. And lastly, you should listen to your consumers and advocates. And you should never be afraid to ask their opinions. So in the next part of our podcast, we'll be talking about a data scientist known as Ben Solens. Ben Solens is a data scientist, an Excel techie, and a really geeky guy. He says he loves working with data and numbers, and he uses his data to make better decisions for businesses and his personal life. He started out making courses on data and some of his courses included how to read analytics, presenting info, and presenting data clusters. He now uses a plural site to teach and gets anywhere from 7,000 to 10,000 students a month with his 29 online courses that he had written. In present day, he looked for signals that would help him change direction and he discovered YouTube. He found that YouTube is all about the algorithm. He made a video about Tesla, and the video is how much money you will save by buying a Tesla. He then did a data analysis on gas and got over 200,000 views in just one week. And then he figured out, well maybe I should do more of this. YouTube bases its algorithm on watch time, and they love when the video matches the description. The longer the people watch, the more commercials YouTube could air, and there in return they get more profits from the, um, from the commercials they're able to air. Ben's channel is Teslanomics. He currently posts one video a week and he's hired an editor to edit the videos, while he still does online classes and data analytics. He now has between 54 and 55,000 subscribers on YouTube, and over 1 million views a month. 
80% of his views are coming from non-subscribers, which is really good because it means YouTube is promoting his video. He says on YouTube, for every 2-3 to three million views on YouTube, you can make anywhere from six to $8,000. The most productive way to use YouTube, in his opinion, is to get viewers to join your email list and really promote something on the description. So in his case, he promotes his courses on YouTube. Overall, Ben was able to win a Tesla at the end of the day. Tesla enjoyed his promoted post so much in data analytics that they gave him a free Tesla Roadster. So this goes to show you anything is possible. And I was really thinking for data wonderment this could be the next big thing, just creating YouTube videos and editorials on how to do data, and why data would be important and beneficial to different companies. Because if it works for Ben, I'm sure it could work for us. And for our last topic of the day, we'll discuss startups.co, and the article is how to supercharge your business in 2018. For collaboration, the editor recommends using Google Drive, and on Google Drive you can really collaborate in real time. For repeat email templates, the editor recommends Gmail can responses. If you send out a lot of similar emails or follow-ups, you should go to your Gmail account, then click settings, then click labs tab, and then click can responses and enable the tab. This will allow you to create standard responses and just fill in the blank with the person's name and which you are sending the email to. The editor also recommends Boomerang. This allows you to keep track of your contacts and leads you receive via your website. And lastly, the editor recommends Calendly. This is a great calendar tool that even converts time zones for meetings. And I was playing around with this calendar tool and it's actually a lot better for desktop than Google Calendars is. So this will conclude our podcast for this week and I hope everyone has a great rest of their week. And don't forget to check out our dark social blog post which goes live tomorrow. Thank you.